You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. I've fallen, and I can't get up! On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone, call collect. Hello, Hansen. Is that a 10-gallon hat? Or are you just enjoying the show? Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us here once again on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI on and on the Radio TFI streaming network. We are live here on this Sunday, July 25th of 2021. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I am John Shannon. And bringing into the conversation once again... From Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. By the way, the captain has turned off the no smoke, has turned on the no smoking sign all across this great country. Uh, If you're part of the folks that were affected by those wildfire smoke, like we were here on the East Coast. I mean, we'll talk about that in a second. But as always, trusting you've had a fantastic week and uh, you landed here on Sunday morning. You've got your favorite beverage in hand. Something or someone is cuddled up to you. Your choice. Always your option. And uh, with that, I'm going to stop babbling because John says we have a jam-packed show today. And uh, we can't even start. We can't even start with the stock report because something that is, he he dug out of the archives. John, watch it. We're going back in time a little bit and give me my cue. Well, you know, I just, uh, I felt that we, I kind of missed this for after a while. We we started with some different types of uh, little here and there, including the the defunct uh, Wayback uh, Machine and all the other uh, fun things that we've tried in this uh, show over the last four plus years. So I just thought I'd keep it nice and simple here. But we this are, is a- this going to bring something out of the archives here. Just for this spe- special occasion, we might continue it next week to see how it goes. But anyways... Uh, Hit it there, maestro. Radio TFI presents the Rosa Mendez Birthday Report, powered by the Associated Press. Here's your host, John Shen. Okay, cut the music, cut oh. the music, cut no. the music. Go ahead. That is just crazy. 
So we do have a couple of movies. I'm just, I just decided this was a good thing to bring back, just, just to lighten things up a little bit before we get into the nitty gritty and the ugly and the and good morning to you there uh mr rolando fuentes thank you for joining us here so from the from last week here we want to we want to start out with the one and only j-lo she turned 52 years old on the on the 24th oh jesus christ you had to start just rode an Uber to get here, right? You just want to rub a little salt in that uh, wound there, huh, Rolando? We'll, we'll, I, I get we'll get to him in a moment. Oh, no kidding. Hey, uh, Woody Harrelson turned 60 on the 23rd. Is that a fact? Uh, we uh, One other special birthday I wanted to mention here. Uh, a, a local celebrity here in the uh, Minneapolis area, one Brandon Brundage. Who uh, turned nine years old? Nine years old. Yesterday, the twenty fourth. Well, happy, happy birthday, birthday there, uh, Brandon. And uh, we hope you have. We hope you had a good time there. Uh, looks like that looked like quite a cake I saw on your mom's uh, Facebook uh, feed there. So, uh, have a cup. By the way, this last week. Uh, would have been uh, had he been around to, ha- to enjoy it to Ernest Hemingway's birthday. How old? Uh, you know what? He was born in 1899. I don't. I do you do the man? 122. Oh, okay. Very good. Thank you. Uh, sadly, two uh, two uh, I think very important people uh, who are no longer with us had birthdays as well. Uh, Robin Williams uh, turned 70 on the would uh, 21st. Have, would have turned would have, seven. Would have, yes. And uh, Alex Trebek would have turned uh, 80 on the 22nd. I, I thought he was already in his 80s. Well. Uh, I, I can be wrong. I can be wrong. Well, there you go. And there's there's our dead celebrity <laughs> birthday report. I wouldn't have normally put in a. I wouldn't have normally put in dead celebrities, but and uh, and, and now we know why that bit bit the dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. It was but to everybody that is still enjoying uh, alive and enjoying a birthday. Uh, happy birthday to you! And uh, we may one. or may not do that again next week. But Here, we, here's uh, one. For, here's one for everybody. All right, so got a bunch of other stuff on the uh, <clears throat> on the uh, docket here. <clears throat> uh, yeah, come on. Yes, introduce the spot. Well, well let's... I I deferred to let your little birthday thing go first. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's just go ahead and just roll it out there for all you uber uh, lovers out here uh, let's let's go ahead and see how badly they fell flat on their face this week again it's the radio tfi market watch brought to you by please somebody sponsor us uber closed the week at 47 dollars and 49 cents up a dollar 27 meanwhile lyft closed the week at 53 dollars and 40 cents up a, an even buck and a half. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. 
What, Pepsi, you can't spend a dollar? <laughs> now that's funny, because I saw... Uh, I saw something uh, here last week when I was doing my... Uh, my stories. Uh, apparently, it said that their shares had dipped. Now that might have been just a uh, a just a one day thing that we that didn't that got observed or got um that got covered base covered back up by gains later. But apparently, their shares had dipped following a two uh, a two billion dollar shrink in its DD investment. Yeah. Well, so, they're I, in all sorts of trouble. By the way, I can hear that the uh, the board the board meeting is going well with Master Oliver in the background there. I I hear it. I they're, hear it. Uh, they're 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 uh, regretting that mistake of throwing a couple of shekels at, at Uber right now. That's what that's all about. They knew better. <laughs> See, there you go. Somebody just got fired. I'm telling you, somebody <laughs> just got fired. Heads are rolling in that room, kids and kittens. We uh, we're doing the best we can to shield you from it, but you know it's just it's it just not a pretty is. sight. It is what it is. The studio is attached to the rest of the house, and unfortunately, <laughs> Shaletta, you want to send me some of that soundproofing you've got there in your uh, in your illustrious basement studio? Could you do that for me, please? Could you help me out, John? I've told you, a single roll of duct tape will do it. About a six-inch strip over his mouth. Boom. It's done. You never go wrong with duct tape. There is no problem you can't solve with duct tape. Well, actually, there is. What? Making more duct tape? Well, uh, let, let me go into this here just real quick. So, Oh, real uh, quick is not, not an option. Go right ahead, sir. Well... I don't have any handyman skills whatsoever. You know That's how to tear off a palace. You know, you know how to tear off a piece of tape, don't you? Well, but you see, the thing is, is I attempted that. So, in uh, in the uh, in the toilet in the master bathroom, yes, uh, the uh, basically the chain came uh, disassembled from the flapper. If you oh, that's a that takes a master technician to. Uh... And now, unfortunately, I don't know. I don't. A, I don't have the tools to be able to take the toilet apart, put in the new you guts inside. You don't need any tools for that. There's none. Zero. Epis. None. And you cannot, <laughs> you cannot duct tape the chain back to the flapper. And you don't good. have to. And you do not have to. I could do it from here for you. Okay, I'll be. We'll 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 continue that uh, conversation off air. I'll let I'll let you tell me what you uh, what you think is. We'll, uh, we'll do a remote. We'll do a special on it. Uh. <laughs> oh, so anyways, you know, we last week we were talking a little bit about uh, about what a driver should be making on a on a per mile basis. And I got into a little bit more of a conversation with uh, with somebody from out on the, out in the West Coast, out in Oregon, about this, and and she's trying to send me uh, all kinds of charts and this and that, and, and what they should be guaranteeing and and what have you. And first off, it's it's a pipe dream to think you're going to get those kind of guarantees uh, 
from uh, from Uber or Lyft. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, talking about getting like a guarantee of of thirty some uh, thirty some dollars an hour, and uh, it's it's not going to uh, it, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But no. I, no, but when I was talking about was uh, about doing a dollar twenty per mile. I guess maybe I was I was a little off because I didn't take into consideration the fact that those are from for my numbers and my perspective here in the Midwest. Um, I can I can do okay off of a dollar twenty a mile. People who live in um, in California and New York, I'm assuming probably the same way, but other parts of the, uh, you know, co- other coastal states and other co- coastal regions, um, I don't think you can get away with just a dollar twenty per mile. I don't know. What do you think about that? You- well, it again, it all depends on your situation and, you know, what exactly is the driver paying for and what is he getting value-wise for his dollar? Because when you pay Uber or Lyft, you are getting very little. Uh, just from an insurance standpoint, if you're with a taxi company, traditionally, uh, it's just liability insurance, but you're covered as far as any damage to uh, your passenger or other people's property. And that's included in the fees that you're paying. Now, that's not to say the company won't hold you liable for the damage if it's your fault. That's a that's a separate issue, but that's, uh, that's if you're leasing the car, right? If you're leasing the car, uh, and, and that happens, you know, with a lot of people with Ubers, they're leasing the car. Uh, but even if you own the car, you're still paying for insurance through your dispatch fees, so that still applies. So, but what are you getting uh, with Uber and Lyft? You're looking at a two thousand or twenty five hundred dollar deductible on insurance that may or may not cover you likely may will not and then you've got your personal insurance which is going to go bye bye out the window uh Mm -hmm. once you have that crash and report it so you have a lot more to lose in that situation and you know that's a value that you eventually have to take into account like it or not there's a lot of dirty nasty numbers involved with running a vehicle for hire once again, I'm here to tell you because I had one or two, <clears throat> excuse me, over the years. You uh, permit fees, licensing fees, taxes. Yes, taxes. You you know you're paying, uh, you're paying for everything. And then whatever municipality you're in, every couple of years decides. Well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna do this now, and we're gonna charge you for this. And uh, oh, didn't we tell you we're doing this every five years? So let's pay for that. Etc. 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 And in other parts of the country, not not New York, because of the way things are set up here. But while taxi cabs are mandated by by law, they have to do these things, and and they're easily caught if they don't. Uber driver? No, that's just my uh, my Toyota Celica. That's just my Rav Four. I don't use that for. Who's inspecting these cars? Nobody. And then, you know, of course, it's it's the hidden cost of uh, having pieces of junk drive around the street with bald tires because these guys can't afford to buy new tires. Well, there's, there's always that. There is that. 
But uh, so no, I just I wanted to uh, I just wanted to clarify that from from last week that uh, and and that's I'm also talking about that's that's if you're doing rideshare because quite frankly I'm up I I just for giggles here I I actually ran a spreadsheet last uh, from from last week mm-hmm. of, of of some of my numbers and I was up around anywhere between. Oh, I have anywhere between well here, around a dollar seventy, dollar eighty to over two dollars per mile, and that's not per. That's not uh, that's that's total miles, total miles driven in the right. Ship. Is that is that after expenses? No, no, that's before. Well, that is that's your gross. That's your gross. That's my gross. Uh, that's my gross even before the company gets there. Uh, they're uh, 300 and some dollars per week. Oh, and whoever was trying to call in, please try again. Somehow we missed that call. Uh, the 7085 oh. number, please try that again. Somebody was actually trying to call us and I'm you a, missed it? I'm, oh, my goodness. I don't know how that Oh, I know how that happened. Go Why ahead. don't you try calling back? Why don't you just do your part of the show and I'll do mine? Yeah. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Damn! Right. Why don't you just not worry about it? No. <laughs> By the way, if if you if you were if you were thinking about calling, the number is seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero. I know who that. I know who that is. Oh, okay. That's the lovely and talented Mike King. Mike, call back, Pally boy. Call back. Oh. Well, how about that? That I have there's a, I don't even see him much on Facebook anymore. Yeah, well, Mike's oh, I hope he's okay. Mike's uh here, let's call Mike. Stand by everybody. We're gonna call Mike. And okay. uh, this is great radio, man. Now we yes, can. it is. Now Please leave your message for six zero eight. All right, all right. We'll try. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind man, I guess. All right, Mike. Try us again when uh, when you're done in the toilet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now, what else you, what else you got there? Uh, oh, I got I I got a very surprising uh, tweet I want to talk about. And I've seen a couple of his tweets lately, and I'm very pleasantly surprised at, at, at the tone he's taking. Geraldo Rivera, also known as Jerry Rivers, uh, I don't know if that's his real name or not, but anyway, he tweeted this. Hearing crazy talk on cable TV right now about folks having the constitutional right not to get vaccinated. Yes, they may be dopey, but they do have that right. We too have rights to deny the unvaccinated access to our home, school, or business. There you go. That's it in a nutshell. You don't have to get the shot. Just stay to, and certainly stay away out of my hospitals, okay? There was uh oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw this during the week. Uh, there was a gentleman being interviewed. He's been in the hospital with COVID since April. And as of a couple of days ago, he's being discharged the next day. A reporter from a local CBS station was there. and uh, The guy had COVID. He had COVID, and they were releasing him. There's a reporter in full regalia, you know, mask and gown and all that. 
And uh, the guy says, no, no, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Uh, just one of the, and, and the reporter asked him, he says, well, if you could have gotten vaccinated and avoided all of this three, four months in the hospital. Oh, no, no, no. I don't trust them. I, I don't trust. I don't trust what the guy. Uh, and, and you know what? Again, stay out of my hospital. Okay. Because there's people, what is it, 99 point something percent of the people with COVID in the hospital right now are unvaccinated. So you know what, kids and kittens? Fine. Don't take the shot. I I want you to. I really, truly want you to because I don't want to get sick. I don't even want to get a little bit sick. All right? I'm vaccinated and all that, and I believe you me, I'm taking, I'm getting, I got tested three times this week, and I'm happy for it. Uh, But... There's kids that can can get it. Oh, kids, they 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 have stronger immune baloney. They can still get it. If only one can get it. Let's pick the one kid. Let's pick your kid. Okay. We uh oh, there goes my camera setup again. Uh <laughs> I just noticed that. Oh and I was goodness. on a I was on a good rant there too. Uh yes. speaking of and, and I'm gonna go off a little here, let's talk about uh HIPAA. Okay, everybody's going on and on, especially John's girlfriend, MTG, is asserted her HIPAA rights the other day. A reporter asked if she had been vaccinated. Well, you can't do that, my HIPAA. Right. Let's get let, let let let's get down and dirty. We're we're gonna do, we're gonna do a little bit of a dive here on uh, on uh, on HIPAA. What, what it is and what you think it is. All right? And here we go. We even have music for it. HIPAA. Now, there's two different versions of HIPAA. One is HIPAA. The other is HIPPA. We're going to call them double A and single A. Double A protects, protects health coverage for people who change jobs. Double A does that. Single A does not. Do they... Require providers to give patients access to their personal health information? Double A does. Single A does not. Require medical providers to protect the privacy of health information? They both do. Prohibit stores and restaurants from asking for proof of vaccination? Double A does not. Single A does. Prohibit stores and restaurants from requiring you to wear a mask? Double A does not. Single A does. Prohibits anyone from asking you for any health information for any reason. Double A does not. Single A does. The history. Double A was passed by Congress and signed into law by President Bill Clinton in 1996. HIPPA was invented by people on the internet during the COVID-19 pandemic. Is it a real law? HIPAA is. HIPPA is not. And that includes your uh, your hipper history. It's it's H I P A A. It's not what people think it is. They want to believe that no one can ask anybody any health information. That is not true. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it. I had this discussion with somebody at work this week, and uh, didn't, didn't your don't didn't uh, your buddy Brent have something to weigh in about that? If I'm not mistaken, we're getting that our opposition reporter Brent, who's been off uh, making a, having a comedy career. Good God! Uh, but we finally uh, we, we finally got hit. Uh, 
I'm sorry, John. How dare he actually have another right. career outside of working for us? But he filed a report on this because uh, because he just did. So here's Brent on uh, the whole HIPAA thing. I am sick and tired of you people asking me if I'm vaccinated. That's a violation of my HIPAA rights. And from here on out, I plead HIPAA. You want me to incriminate myself? HIPAA. You had anything to drink tonight, sir? HIPAA. Practice of engaging in the same behavior for which one criticizes another? Hypocrite. There's money missing from the cash register. Did you take it? HIPAA. A large, mostly herbivorous, semi-aquatic mammal native to sub-Saharan Africa? Hippopotamus. When I come stumbling in at 2 a.m. stinking of booze covered in glitter, lipstick on my collar, taco sauce, both fire and mild on my shirt, I got booger sugar in my mustache and a receipt in my pocket for $800 from a place called Mammary Lane, and my wife says, where have you been? Hip. And that's our opposition reporter, Brent. And we apologize for the audio difficulty there. That's been happening lately. Uh, so anyway. I don't, know where, I don't know where that comes from because I hear him just fine. Okay. Uh, on this side, we're only getting one channel. That's happened. But anyway, so uh, as, since we're talking about COVID here, and again, folks, HIPAA is not what you think. And, and if you're, <clears throat> when when somebody tries to correct you on it or, show you the way don't use as your as your source of information well somebody told me somebody told me well who who is who told you this well i read it somewhere where did you read it did you read it on facebook it's probably not true uh here we're giving you the proper information it's h-i-p-a-a look it up h-i-p-p-a is not a thing not a thing it might be a name for a for a, a cartoon hippopotamus but it ain't no law. As we're uh, we're 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 gonna we're gonna slide into a double hit here. This is uh this is the Rand Paul extravaganza. This is gonna take us from one topic to another. First, 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 Doctor Fauci, and uh, here's your Fauci ouchie for you this week, kids and kittens. He he appeared before Congress this week, and uh, Rand Paul was just being Rand Paul. So let's uh, let's t- take a listen to this. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. What it's was? Let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. At a boy, Tony. You tell him. You tell him. And uh, let's let's finish. Uh, Let's finish this this little segment what off. Is, what is Rand, what is Rand Paul a doctor of? I forget. He's he's, he's an, an ophthalmologist. Opto- he's an ophthalmologist. It's a great meme. We put it up this week on the promo. Uh, uh, it's, it has Rand Paul saying, "I'm an ophthalmologist," and and Fauci saying, "Well, even without eyeglasses, I can see you're an asshole." Uh, and here's a Rand Paul was attending a town hall uh, via. Uh, 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 video chat and all that and 
if you're watching the if you're watching us on the video now, pay close attention to Paul's reaction to what happens. That we'll go ahead to our next question now. This is Alexis who are live with the senator? You can go ahead and ask your question. Hi, Senator. I am a proud Kentucky citizen, and I just wanted to tell you to get fucked. All right, we'll go ahead to our next question. Rand Paul sits there. Why? Doesn't react. Why? Because he's he hears this on a daily basis. The woman, meantime, her breath was taken away. She just kind of moved on there, but... Uh, and this woman who did that, uh, her, she's all over the internet right now. So good for her. And, uh, and, they, yeah, and there's just about her 15 minutes. Yeah. There's your Rand Paul double shot for the day. Brother. <laughs> right. And it's amazing. Two cent, uh, Kentucky. I would just, Kentucky. I would just kind of consider, uh, I don't know. What about Texas? Say. Well, you got Cruz and Cronin. Well, that's true too. But with how about with Florida? Kentucky, uh, will you just let me finish? I'm just saying. Yeah, Kentucky really should consider a, a political enema here at this point in time. No. It it is just really time between between Mitch the bitch and uh, and Rand Paul. It's like could you have not got two more backwards ass. Oh, I just. Oh, Mitch. Mitch isn't backwards ass. Mitch is. Mitch is playing everybody. Um. Um. He's just playing everybody. That's, well, uh, and the difference is with Mitch is, is he's got a little bit more experience. I mean, how long has he been in the Senate now? 30, Thirty-six years, something like that. Yeah, that that that's just what happened. You know, it's it's still bearing in mind he went in he went in broke. He's now got maybe he's got thirty six million dollars, but he's been there for a good long time. Uh, the uh, Nancy Pelosi picked the uh, uh, the people for the one six, the January sixth commission this week. Kevin McCarthy, beyond for reasons that that just are beyond me, uh, simply because when this whole thing started, the Democrats gave the Republicans everything they wanted as far as putting the committee together, who would have subpoena power, everything. Everything Kevin McCarthy wanted, boom. Nancy Pelosi said, fine, I'll give it to you. They gave in on everything. And then McCarthy uh, said, no, I, we're not going to have any part of it. So now she puts together the, the commission regardless. Uh, Kevin McCarthy submits five names. And one of them was Jim Jordan. I mean, look, we knew he was going to do, do that. He's trying to get this little bulldog on the uh on this just to upset the apple cart there were five senators two of them both named jim coincidentally jim baker who i really don't know that much about but he's not really uh all that well liked apparently either and and she she refused them Uh, oh baker i'm we're gonna play a clip here with nancy pelosi and the first thing she mentions is something that baker said and pay very close attention we're gonna we're gonna We'll talk about that on the other side of it. You give you their statements. I think one of them was sort of the of, of Mr. Banks was that the Biden administration was responsible for January 6th. There was no Biden administration on January 6th. But let's not go into that. 
Have you, are you up to date on this? And we'll just leave it. Yeah, yeah, Banks it was, not Baker. Uh, Senator Jim Banks said, uh, you know, this was all the Biden administration. Biden wouldn't take office for another two weeks. Almost to the day, two weeks. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what it is that Trump has on these people. And he's got to have something. I just don't understand it. I really and truly don't. Uh, by the way, here in here in the great state of New York, uh, Donald J. Trump Jr. was uh, named the sole trustee of the Trump Organization. Uh, as far as liquor licenses and some of those things are concerned, I uh, I managed to cut off a part of the article. Uh, Alan Weisselberg is no longer a trustee of the Trump Corporation. Now he's the guy that's about to be singing like a bird. He's the uh, accountant. He was the number one guy there. Uh, so Junior, like he needs access to more alcohol and drugs. Uh, he he's sole trustee on all that good stuff now. Um, and hopefully they'll be all in prison soon and, and Barron will sell it all off and go go live his best life as an NBA power forward. <laughs> kid is tall, man. Uh, kid is, hey, by the way, people got in trouble for saying the kid was tall. The Republicans went batty. Mind you, these are the people that called Chelsea Clinton names, the Obama girls. Nobody was saying anything bad about the kid. It's a fact. He's tall. I, he's six four, six seven now, something like that. He's not even what is he? Sixteen, seventeen years old. You know, he's a he's a tall drink of water, and you know, that comes with its own issues. Trust me. I mean, I'm not that tall, but other than having the last name of Trump, you know, that that's yeah. gonna. He's got that too. Yeah, you know, that. I have a theory I just come up with here as far as Trump's popularity. Oh. Well, there's a certain <laughs> we're waiting. Well, there's there's a certain group of people who they're they are constantly they they're looking in the mirror and whatever d- despite what that mirror what reality that mirror is trying to tell them they hey they like what they see. They like what they see and and, and Trump has done one thing has been able to coddle to these people, you know, mm. the one, you know, doing all the things. Oh, America is great. America is this, you know. Look, I, I, for what, for what you, for what you may believe, because I happen to be left leaning. I don't dislike America. I dislike some Americans, but uh, I, I do not dislike America. I don't hate America. But I'm not going to walk up. I'm, I'm not going to do this phony bullshit of walking up to every flag I see and hugging the flag and and what have you. And, and Trump has become a master and is a master of these theatrics that, that touch the nerves of these people who think that, you know, God bless America and nowhere else, you know. It is. I love. I love the poorly educated. That's a direct yeah. quote. I love the poorly educated. Well, look, you make you make an excellent point. People look in the mirror, and, and some of them see what they want to see, as opposed to, 
you know, what's really there. Now, like when I look in the mirror, of course, I see the big red S on my chest with the with the black hair with the little spit curl coming down. Mm-hmm. Except except when I'm wearing my glasses, then then I see a Miles yeah. Madden reporter from a major metropolitan newspaper. <laughs> I, I just think, but seriously, I think that that Trump appeals to this to this uh, group of people. You know, and and wants to make wants them to feel good, feel good about being Americans. Look, America is a, it, America's a great country, but we're not without fault here. No, you know, and and we have done good. Lord knows we've done some bad things in in our in our relatively short history. Relatively short history. In by the this, way, uh, by the way, John, this show is living proof of some of the bad things America's done. Right here, two oh. hours every week. You know it. But we can do it. We're allowed to do it. Exactly. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Like it or not. (laughs) It is just what bothers me the most about, about Trump at this point in time is that there are some really good people out there who he has just managed to totally... You know the old saying is if you can't uh, uh, if if you can't uh, impress them with your with your excellence, baffle them with their with your bullshit. Is the quote is, the quote is if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. Okay, thank you, thank, thank you. For, That's the quote. Thank, thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, That's what I'm here for. But, it, but, but, that, but, but Trump has got people. Completely baffled, completely bamboozled. I've been bamboozled. <laughs> yes, it's it's uh, it's quite amazing, actually, to tell you the truth. But uh, apparently, he had some sort of a gathering on uh, gathering yesterday in Arizona. Mm. Uh, I saw saw enough of it. Uh, Decided to lost or decided that I lost my appetite after watching it. I just uh, enough, enough, enough is enough with that. From what I from what I understand, he just played the hits. Oh yeah, well that that's just it. That's what he's been doing all along. All along, that's that's he. There hasn't been anything new, any new ideas, anything fresh, and that's why. And unless we just completely go off the crazy train here as a country. Him and his whole agenda will uh, meet a dismal failure come 2022 and 2024. Chug a chug a choo choo. There's your crazy train. That's it. <sighs> anyway, so what else you got there on your? Uh, so your I, I I came across uh, this clip from the five Fox's version of the View or whatever, and I'm not familiar with this Jessica Tar Tarlove. I don't know if you are, John. The little bit I know about her, she's a, she's a Republican, but you know she can actually see both sides of an art, of an issue. As, as I've been saying a lot lately, look, Democrats and Republicans, we all want to get to, or at least we used to, get to the same place. We just had different ideas on how to get there. Uh, and she strikes me as one of those kind of people. Well, listen to her talking about the Trump kids. And listen to her get beat down by these other four knuckleheads. I mean, heaven for it's like heresy talking about the Trump kids. And and be shocked at the end whose name comes up. 
I really want to say this part. We cannot have this conversation and completely ignore the fact that Trump children, Ivanka and Jared, according to the Citizens for Ethics Investigation, made hundreds of millions of dollars while they were serving in government posts. Ivanka got done. No, Jesse, don't put your hands up. She, <laughs> she got dozens of trademarks, including three no, preliminary she, trademarks. We got to go. The day she ate with Xi Jinping she's at Mar-a-Lago. She's been in what? business for two decades. He just started blowing up. Are you kidding me? If Chelsea Clinton was like, oh, I'm, I'm selling Wait, my fancy shoes that, in we China. Gotta go. I had dinner with Xi Jinping. And those trade, I want to clear this up. Those trademarks were, they filed for those well before he was, uh, Trump was in the And they didn't divest. And then she got rid of her company. You guys are right. not she got rid of her. Just admit it. That it's I think you're deflecting from the fact that right. the White House is using taxpayer resources yep. to manage yep. Hunter Biden's a career, which is absurd. You guys want me to say that Hunter's a bad boy and you won't even admit the fact that what they did is preposterous. Uh, Joe Biden. Hunter Biden at the end there. You couldn't resist it at, at least twice. We got to go. We got to go. Because she was going off script. I bet you the other four in their ears, in their little ears from the, from the, from the uh, control booth. Cut her off. Go to commercial. Cut her off. Go to commercial. I promise you that. Really? You, you do that quite a bit yourself. I do, but I have good reason. I'm, I know what I'm doing. Oh, good for you. Well, tell you what, let's, uh, the Lincoln Project uh, weighed in on something again this this week. And uh, it's, quite frankly, it's all, it's all about winning. Oh. Tom Brady, great guy, great friend of mine, great, great champion, unbelievable winner. Part of being a winner is knowing when enough is enough. You know, winners just like being around other winners. That's the coolest thing that's happened to me in six months, okay? I don't think about it much. Not just to talk about how great winning is, because it is great, but to make fun of the losers. Locker room talk. Perfect example, Tom Brady. Not a lot of people, you know, think that we could have won. In fact, I think about 40% of the people still don't think we won. You understand that, Mr. President? I understand that. Yeah. Damn. The GOAT himself, hanging out with what's-his-name, that dude who kicked your ass last year. Thank you, Mr. President. Biden, dunking on the losers. As the president alluded to. You. Brady never took your invite when you were in the White House, right? Oh, I'm sure he had something important to do. Well, sounds. Maybe he just knew when enough was enough. You suck, man. It's not like you got dumped, Donald. Can you really get dumped when you were never together? I started disliking myself. Besides, you have plenty of friends, right? Uh, right? Like I said, I'm just here to play football. <laughs> Thanks, Oh, the goat, the goat himself. So that that was a friend. I guess that uh, I guess uh, Trump thought a little bit more of their relate his relationship with Brady than Brady. Uh, well, of course, than vice versa. Well, of course he would, because Trump is like a moth drawn to the light, and who's the brightest, shiniest star of them all? But but Tom Brady, and what mm-hmm. good good Lord knows, I'm happy that he's in a, not just a different division, but a different conference again. And uh, uh, only lacrosse. Say again. You wish he was playing lacrosse. Oh yeah. Oh oh, big time, (laughs) big time. I hear tennis. You'll be great at tennis, though. Take up professional golf. You're. uh, By the way, don't be surprised if he winds up on on the pro golf tour. He'll still be reasonably young when he uh, retires. 
But he's in phenomenal shape. He is. It's he is. But uh, where where was we? Where was we? Is this my where first day with the? We? I I I I'm new to the English language. Where was we? Um. Where were we? Again, I'm at, I'm just repeating myself now. I've lost, and I bang my camera out of alignment again. Oh, the the IT team will be hearing hearing about it this week. I tell you what, uh, there's uh, they they had they won't get. You need to tie your because you get real kind of when you get to talking here, your hands just start going all over the place, banging the table, and you do start doing stuff like that. And, you see, I can do that because my camera stays in one place. You bang your table, and next thing you know, your camera's doing the la-la dance Look, the next room. Look, when the renovations are completed here at the executive tower, okay, all these problems go away. All of the, the lighting, the camera issues, the printer problem. Don't get me started on the printer problem. Uh, uh it's all going to be, it's going to be, you are so, you're going to move here so you can do the show in studio here because you'll be jealous, super jealous. You'll be teenage girl jealous. That's, that's, uh, that's a promise. That okay. is a promise. <sighs> okay. Well, that can be arranged as well. What is to tell you what? What does uh, what does Keith have to say this week? Here, oh, right? it's a welcome to hour one, where it's 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 pre-date bits, nothing but pre-date bits. Uh, but no, you can't go wrong with Oberman. He's right along what we're talking about today. Let's take a listen. The House Select Committee on the January 6th attempted coup is now shaping up as nothing less than the possible salvation of American democracy. Do not sleep on what Speaker Nancy Pelosi is doing with this. If, like me, like all of us who believe in democracy, like all of us who want justice, you have wanted to see an investigation in which the Republicans do nothing but testify and hopefully confess, Pelosi is whipping up exactly that kind of investigation and whipping it into shape. Since she announced the select committee last week, the assumption has been that while she would name the majority of members, seven Democrats plus an honest Republican like Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger, that minority leader Kevin McCarthy, himself complicit enough in the insurrection that he should probably lawyer up, and his lawyer should probably also lawyer up, he would name the five Republicans. Therefore, the prospect existed for farce. McCarthy could put Marjorie Traitor Green on it, or Lauren Boebert, or Paul Gozar, or anybody else who is not loyal to Constitution or country. Nope. The legislation to enable this committee gives the right to veto any selection, Democratic or Republican, to Pelosi. Pressed directly by reporters as to whether or not she personally can veto anybody that Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans might nominate to serve, Nancy Pelosi responded simply, yes. She picks seven Democrats. She picks an eighth member, a non-seditious Republican, and while the minority leader nominates the other five Republicans, the speaker gets final veto as to whether or not any of those nominees may serve. It's perfect. We might actually get answers. We might actually get indictments. And if for some reason 
Do you still think a committee picked entirely by Nancy Pelosi, except for those members who are merely approved by Nancy Pelosi, if you think that means there won't be enough Republicans somehow and enough seats for the Republicans, sure there will. Plenty of seats for Jim Jordan and Gozar and Mo Brooks and Trader Green and all the others. Right there. Seats at the witness table. Under oath. Lawyer up, kids. Lawyer up, kids. <laughs> Can't hear you yet. Oh. Oh. I cut I cut I cut him I cut off uh this is horrible. I cut him off before he said kittens. Kids and kids. Uh that would have gone so much better if my microphone was on. So much better. There you but, go. But anyway, yeah, that's uh this is going to be fun to watch. I want to see uh I saw this reptilian Nitwick Gosar at this uh ooh, that was weird. Uh at this uh, pep rally there that they're having in Arizona, and he looked like he was drunk as a skunk. Now, mind you, this is the guy whose siblings came out against him in the election, and oh, that's right. and endorsed okay. his opponent. This guy is a real dirtbag from uh, from way back. See, see, kids, they do remember when you steal their candy at Halloween. They do, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so yeah, this is. Look, uh, the Republicans have the opportunity to have to have more of a say in what's going to go on here. They chose to just be jerks about it, and yeah, now well, and and now there you go. But the, but the Democrats have to grow a spine here, kids. Let's grow a spine. They are not going to play nice. Let's free, let's give up the idea that they're going to play nice at some point. They're not okay. We've been through too many years of this now. Uh, they're they're willing to lie at the drop of a hat. You don't even have to drop the hat. All you got to do is look at the hat, and they'll lie. Okay, uh, stuff we've seen with our own eyes. How many of them are still going with the torso? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Gosar, uh, at this thing last night, goes over and introduces Ashley Babbitt's mother. Now, no mother should lose a child in, under any circumstances. Okay, but why bring this woman here and parade her? In front? Well, I know why they're parading her. It's a, it's the martyr's mother. But, you know, I don't expect the mother to understand it. She's going to be grieving for the rest of her life. I, You do you, mom. But for the rest of us, this woman broke into the United States Capitol building, went past locked doors, closed doors, literally broke in. Tried to get through a barricaded, barricaded doorway with armed secret service on the other side and the vice president of the United States on the other side of that locked and barricaded door. What, she got She got separated from the group? No, no. She was a terrorist that day, okay? She was a terrorist. She, she violated, she'd be going to jail for a good long time. Okay, and uh, this this is the nonsense that's got to stop. And I'm going to be really concerned in about five months or so when the January 6th rolls around again. And, and even more concerned in 2024 when, when President Harris is about, you know, they're about to vote on 
Yeah, the Electoral College, because it meets January 6th every four years. 2025 it would be. And uh, that somebody's not going to try this again. Oh, I think that somebody's going to try this before, especially especially if the Republicans do not uh, don't make gains or not take over the uh, the uh, Senate and the House. They're going to do the same damn thing. That's what's what's going to every time they lose at the ballot box, they try to change the results of that right. uh, by doing what they're doing. They don't try to get better at the game. They try to change the rules of the game. Exactly. And by the way, I firmly believe that Trump is not going to run his ego. First off, he'd be, what, 77, 78? Uh, But his ego cannot take the blistering loss that would happen. Well, Well, you see, that's where I disagree. I think that his ego... His ego is so strong that I think it's all but, but a certain that he's going to wind up uh, uh, that he's going to wind up running because of his ego. His ego won't let the won't reality won't be able to overtake his ego. No, you're probably right. And Ruben, I agree with you that so far these sentences for the seditionists have been light, but I think we're just at the easy part now. Uh, They're getting some of the lighter stuff out of the way. And we're going to start seeing uh, some heavier sentences coming down the line. Look, I'm just happy that they're getting sentenced. Okay? Uh, Just, just, even if they, look, there's a lot of miscarriages of justice out there. There's the young lady, I can't remember the state. She accidentally voted in the wrong district or something. They sent her to jail for five years. These people should be going, as far as I'm concerned, for life. As an American citizen, you you attack the Capitol. But anyway, the fact that they're getting some sentence at all, this is something that's going to follow them for the rest of their pathetic lives. And now they're sitting there, well, maybe, and a lot of them are saying, well, maybe, you mean Trump lied to me? Yes, dingbat, Trump lied to you. He don't care about you. It's funny you mentioned that here, uh, uh, when uh, Trump supporter Paul Allen Hodgkins only received eight months of prison for his role, uh, uh, Tommy Chong uh, weighed oh. in and tweeted, Damn, I got nine months for selling bongs. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, and again, it's not all fair, but you know what? At least it's something. Right now, I'm happy with something. It's uh, it's not ideal, it's not. But this never should have happened to begin with. Let let's not kid ourselves. This is, uh, I I think Trump will be long dead before we ever truly get a chance to uh, to to throw him into a jail cell with Bubba and and the and the gang. But uh, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And I I don't want to see them any lighter than they are now. But again, something's better than nothing. Because right now, you got a lot of people going, uh-oh. Because guess what, kids and kittens? We got all the video in the world. We got more video of you people acting like jerks and swinging flagpoles at police officers and beating them nearly to death. Okay? There is... Uh, I, I, do, I don't think we've really gotten to the uh, to the big beefy stuff yet. And then we're going to start seeing some, some really... 
look, for a lot of these people, a month in jail is going to kill them. Because, you know, look, they're sitting around with with uh, Bubba and the boys every weekend with their make-believe camo and, uh, you know, look at me and my gun, I'm shooting cans, and they take their pictures with their, uh, with their uh, uh, paramilitary gear on. Uh, you know, these people, could, you know, and they think they're playing military. They think they're badasses. Well, guess what? Now you're going to find out how bad your ass really is. You know what? Six months in prison for most of these people is going to be like a lifetime. It's going to be like a lifetime. There's one guy, Billy Bingo Bongo something, parent, uh, uh, one of the uh, Proud Boy tough guys, the leaders. He's whining about he's been in jail for three months now. And he's, I was reading something, he's whining about his conditions and whatnot. Tough! Tough! Jail's not, prison's not supposed to be fun. It's not you a country club. You know, well, for some it is. Let's let's be realistic here. Uh, but good for you, you know, you want to go play, you know, you F around, you find out. That's all. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to come and, and play, then you pay. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight is the number here. You can we'll probably have a little bit more free time here in the second. Uh, probably have a lot of free time in the oh, second. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're out of videos. Oh yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna have to actually. But, um, we're gonna have to talk for an hour. Oh my god! By the way, I don't usually do this, but as we do every week, as we take our break from hour one to hour two. We play a little song. We do a little funny thing. For the folks listening on the radio, you're going to hear a fantastic song. Uh, Do You Love Me by The Contours. But if you have the opportunity, watch the video that we're going to be playing. If uh, if you're on the app, just switch over to live video right now. At the bottom, just switch over to live video. I know, just bear with looking at our mugs for, for a couple of minutes. But the video is well worth and again i don't normally preview this i like it always to be a surprise sometimes most times john doesn't know what's coming up uh most times john doesn't know where he is but that's another story for another time but i i promise you you'll you'll be giddy with excitement the, the little kid and all of you all of you will come out when you see this uh when you see this video i can't get enough of it myself but i i was going through some stuff last night and I stumbled across this. I said, oh, there's our there's our break video. And, you know, this is coming up. Um, you think I can drag this out for another 20, 30 seconds until we... Uh, uh, you, you're you a pro at dragging it. Well, <laughs> well I'm gonna, we're going to take us out here. We, we are coming up on the big break here. Uh, and I will now step aside for the last 20 seconds. I'll let John Shannon take us out. All right. Well, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back here in a short, uh, short bit, and a couple of things we're going to talk about, including the fact that the Cleveland baseball team now has a new name. What do you think? Uh, and hey, feel free to weigh in. So we'll uh, catch up to you here in about uh, I don't know two or three minutes, something like that. I don't know. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing you broke my heart. So get it. Cause I couldn't dance. You didn't even want me around. And now I'm back to let you know I can really shake them down. No, it's not. It's Ed Van S. Uh, welcome back to hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. 
John Shannon will be with us momentarily once he uh, settles in and does his old man thing. Let's let's turn John's microphone on. There you go, John. Hey, welcome back, sir. <sighs> Almost made it in time. Almost. You only meant there's nothing quite like live radio. Well, what can what can I say? Hey, what can you I cover say? and you covered it well. You did <sighs> a fantabulous job. By the way, during the break, I checked on the new studio, mm-hmm. and we. You're, Get me a board. Get me a board. Get me a... What's happening? Make it six inches. Make it six inches. Get me a saw. A saw. Give it to me. What happened? Nothing. No! Oh! You couldn't ask for a better crew of people. I tell you what, things are going just fine. Well, it's uh, Jesus. It's just so multi-talented. Just last week, uh, they were our our legal team. This week, they're actually doing they're actually uh, doing construction. I I don't know the legal team of uh, do we cheat them and how? Yeah, exactly. Oh man, oh man. Anyways, welcome back. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI Stream mm-hmm. Network. Uh, from the Radio TFI Executive Tower there in uh, under construction. That's that's Mr. Ed Van Ness. We're I'm John try- here in the, in the Go ahead. We're trying to get the dancing robots to help us uh, expedite the construction. They, they, the dancing robots just need to help us with every aspect of this show. Quite well, that's, you're not wrong there. You're, you're certainly not wrong. But <laughs> we do the best we can with what we have. There was a there was a clip here that uh, we missed uh, that we did that we, it probably would have been more fitting in the first hour. But I still want to still want to get this one in because. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is this? I don't know what this, this is. So going, going, going back to going back to the COVID here, and you would think that you would think that if people in Alabama would would get it, would get the message that the rest of the country uh, would uh, catch it. That's no slight on people in Alabama. Well, yes, it is. A yeah, it is. yeah, it is. Yeah, but, but anyways, this is this is uh, the lovable, adorable grandmother governor of uh, Alabama uh, governor I believe it's I think it's Isley if I'm not mistaken I, I have no clue well we'll just... what is it going to take to get people to get shots in ours I don't know you tell me folks supposed to have common sense but it's time for to start blaming the unvaccinated folks not the regular folks it's the unvaccinated folks that are letting us stay. But as a leader of the state, don't you think it's your responsibility to try and help get this situation under control? I've done all I know how to do. I can encourage you to do something, but I can't make you take care of yourself. <laughs> she's not lying. I don't know what she's done. Has she, has she been one of these deniers, or has she pushed as hard as she can? 
Well, she's been telling people she's been telling people to get vaccinated, but she's, all right. she's, she's not wrong. I don't, you see, and I don't know if Alabama had the you know had the, the the mask mandates and if they were in denial beforehand or if it took the Delta variant to finally uh, the Delta variant is finally people are are saying, oh wait a minute, I mean even uh, even Tucker Carl or not Tucker. Carlson, excuse me, uh, Sean Hannity, Buckethead himself, uh, was telling people that they sh- should get the vaccine. And then he no. turned around and no, backtracked. That's, not, that's and not what he said. He alluded oh. to that. He alluded to that. Uh, mm-hmm. But what he was saying was, talk to your doctor, make the choice that's right for you. He did everything but come right out and say, he can't say now the words, get vaccinated. Because he's been against it for so long. Now he's just offering people sound advice, which is better than nothing. Look, apparently, from what we're reading now, all of the Fox people have been vaccinated. Uh, Look, we know Trump was vaccinated before he left the White House and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Right now, everything else aside, everybody needs to get vaccinated. Yes, you can still contract COVID if you're vaccinated but the science has and experience is telling us the every day we know more and more you're not going to get hospitalized you're not going to have that severe case you'll get that feels like a flu feel like crap for a week version of it which is infinitely infinitely better than being on a uh, 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 ventilator so uh, but with that being said and unfortunately we have a lot of a lot of mouth breeders in states that are just, you know, well, well, the the blonde white man told me I don't have to do that. And he's a white guy and he's one of us, although he would believe you me. He would never have dinner at your house. I promise you. I don't care who you are. If you can't do something for him that equates into hundreds of millions of dollars, he got nothing to do with you, belly boy. Uh, and that's that's the big problem here uh the big problem of course is all the republicans saying oh we don't need to we don't need to vaccinate it's a constant it's against the constitution no it's not it's not but even if it is as geraldo said that's fine just stay the hell out of my restaurants then yeah stay out of my restaurants stay out of my hospital i you're burning up resources this is preventable you know i still am shocked years later at people that won millions and millions of dollars from tobacco companies for smoking all those years. Look, we knew for a long time that smoking was, and I'm not, believe me, the tobacco companies, they deserve to all go out of business because it almost killed me. I get it. I knew it was bad, and I kept doing it anyway. I had this discussion a number of times over the years when I was smoking. And I always said I would never sue the tobacco companies because I can read the side of the box. I know it's bad for me. I've known it's bad for me since I started doing it. So, how you know, how, oh boy, I had a point there and it's just gone now. Jeez, if Fred Flintstone smoked cigarettes, how could they be bad for you? How could they be? Well, see, that was the point in the 60s. You may be uh, just just a, well. You probably remember some of them. The T, you know, there were TV commercials, radio jingles. Hey, show us your lark. Hey, I got your lark right here. Hey, hey, buddy boy. 
Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. The oh, Marlboro, of course. The Marlboro theme. The, the, the theme from the uh, Magnificent Seven. Oh, are you kidding me? Joe Camel. Joe Camel. Do you know when they banned tobacco advertising on TV and radio? Smoking increased. It increased. I didn't know that, really. Yeah, and then then they uh, they took it off of. Uh, it eventually got down to just billboards, and I think the billboards are gone now too. You can't advertise. You can't advertise cigarettes uh, cigarettes anywhere. Anywhere, and yet people still smoke. People still take up the habit. It's funny because now they've cut from for all the cigarette ads that have disappeared uh, all over the media. Now we see more uh, advertising for alcohol. Yeah, you used to TV on TV. You used to just it was just beer. You never see a no, never see an ad for a whiskey or no vodka or anything. Now now they're all over the all over the mm-hmm. TV. Or, you know. We don't want you to smoke, but get drunk. And by the way, by the way, all things being equal, okay? Smoking and drinking go hand in hand. If you're going to do your vices, those are two that go beautifully hand in hand. How do I know? Because I used to smoke and I used to drink and I used to do them at the same time. And there was nothing, nothing like sitting at a nice quiet bar, enjoying a cold beer, and, and pulling a nice long drag off my cigarette. And nobody was there to bother me. See, and I wasn't. It wasn't cigarettes for me, but I do agree because I loved. I love going to a bar and smoking a, smoking a nice stogie. There you go. There you I, go. Oh I, yeah. You know who got me really hooked on cigars? Seriously I, hooked I on don't. cigars. Do you still smoke? My buddy Bill. I I I don't. I don't. Um, but my buddy Bill Thatcher, that was his thing. He he actually subscribed to a cigar company where they'd send him a box of cigars every month or whatever it was. And he would bring them to the bowling alley. We'd be sitting there hitting them damn cigars while we're bowling. Now, now would he smoke those cigars before or after his wife beat up on him? (laughs) I've smoked cigars. And I've had friends over the years who every now and again, they'd, they'd pull out a couple of cheap cigars. You know, all right, let's, and I, I honestly never really enjoyed them. I only did it, you know, because the group was doing them. You know, I mean, no secret of that fact. I don't like cigar smoke. I don't. But here's the interesting fact. My grandfather smoked cigars. And he got my uncle, my uh, his son-in-law, my, my aunt's husband, my Uncle Bobby. Uh, he got him started on it. Now, if I was around them, I didn't mind the cigar smoke at all. It didn't bother me. Anybody else? Ugh. You know, obviously it was the people, you know, that made, but it might, I, it just, around anybody else, cigar smoke just physically bothered me. And even after I was with my buddies when I was smoking it, eh, I'd take a couple of drags. We're all, you know, goofing all around, doing the, 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 the putting the, the, the cigar in your drink and swishing it around and, you know, being rough guys and, Anyway, that's, uh, I, I've had, I had gentlemen, I had one guy once over, uh, wanted to get in the cab with the cigar. I said, I'm sorry, you're going to have to finish that. 
Oh, I know what I'm paying for. I said, sir, cigar smoke, absolutely not. I said, I cannot get that out of, that smell will be in this car. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll pay it. You're not going to pay me enough. I promise you, you're not going to pay me enough. Finish your cigar. I'll wait. But, uh, you know, most people were good about it. Most cigar smokers know. As you, I'm sure you, uh, you know, look, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And you can't inflict that on people, especially these days. You, oh, God, no, you can't. Oh, no, not these days at all. Oh, no. Oh, but, no. Uh, but uh, I tell you the truth, if I had to sit in a room full of uh, cigar smokers as opposed to a room of cigarette smokers, I'd much rather sit in a room of cigar smokers. You know what? It, you, you may not be wrong there. You may not be wrong. I, uh, did you ever try a pipe? I never have, but I don't mind pipe smoke either. Well, pipe smoke is uh, very, very, very flavorful. I, I used to, uh, uh, you know, I, you'd have cherry and all that. And, oh, they were great. They were great. And uh, getting back to cigars. The minute you walked in the joint, I could see you were a man of distinction, a real big spender. Good looking, so refined. That you're the Muriel cigar smoking kind. So let me get right to the point. You're right in style when you're in Muriel's company. Hey, big spender. Spend a little dime with me. Hey, big spender. Spend a little dime with me. Join the Muriel Mild crowd. Pick one up and smoke it sometime. My God. Now, do you know who that was? Who did those commercials? Well, I remember that being a Hey Big Spender was a song. Was a oh, yeah. Song. Oh, yeah. Of course. Edie uh, Adams. But no, no. Edie Adams. Who was it? Edie oh. Adams. By the way, at, at near the end of the song, it, it may sound like she's saying... Uh, Spend a little time with me. She's saying, no, spend a dime. Ten cents for a cigar, baby. And those were good cigars, too. Those were good. Those were the good stogies, man. I, I, My grandfather would have boxes of different types of cigars. I don't think he had a humidor, but uh, but there. Well, that was a beast smoking, a, smoking an old dried-out white owl every once in a while, too. Yeah, yeah I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only I, I was not that much of an aficionado to, uh, basically for me, if it didn't come out of a cellophane wrapper, eh, you know, you had the tipperillos, the little ones with, with the white tip on it. Those were, I thought they were horrible, but you know, I was, I was a teenager at the time and, uh, but you, you know, what's great. You look at old, old pictures of baseball games. There's all, all the gentlemen are in suits, ties for the businessmen special, the day games. They're wearing a hat, and what are they? What are half of them doing? Smoking a cigar, and a lot sure. of and a lot of those pictures would have been taken where Cleveland, Ohio. See the segue? Oh my goodness! Huh? Nice segue. You I didn't even, love it. You didn't even see it coming. 
I did not see it coming. <laughs> very, very well done, sir. Thank you. So, so we have finally settled on a name for the uh, former Cleveland Indians uh, baseball team. Uh, they beat the hey, they beat Washington. They beat the the Washington football team to the to the punch on that one. Yes. As far as announcing the name, so let's go ahead and roll that uh, roll that little clip we got. Uh, this is actually Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yes, it is doing, doing the narrative on this, and uh, with the black keys, I believe, playing the instrument, uh, the music in the background for this. Go ahead and play it, there, Maestro. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are a city on the rise, forging into the future from our ironed-out past. We are a city of fire and water, of trees and towers, built through generations of blue collars and the brightest scholars and all of those who have worked harder. We hold tight to our roots and set our sights on tomorrow. And this is our team that has stood with our city for more than a century, from Old Municipal to the corner of Carnegie. A team that has seen its own progress and prosperity. Its history flows like the river through the heart of this city. A history that has given us miraculous moments. Moments that spanned years and others 22 games. Moments that broke barriers and moments that broke hearts. Moments that prove this is more than a game. We remember those moments as we move forward with change. You see, it has always been Cleveland... That's the best part of our name. And now it's time to unite as one family, one community, to build the next era for this team and this city, to keep watch and guard what makes this game the greatest, to come together and welcome all who want to join us. We are loyal and proud and resilient. We protect what we've earned and always defend it. Together we stand with all who understand what it means to be born and built from the land. Because this is the city we love and the game we believe in. And together we are all Cleveland Guardians. There you have it. Cleveland Guardians there, uh, folks. Uh, what do you think? By well, the way, I love the presentation. Love the presentation. Yeah. Here's what I think. I think, first off, they're trying to save a buck with that name. Because uh, because the it end, ends in D-I-A-N-S, just like Indians. And I just kind of cut off those that I-N and slap on the uh, G-U-A-R-D. Yeah, you, you get it. You, get, uh, you can do that at home, even. <laughs> do that at home. Save yourself 150 bucks on buying a new jersey. Look, I knew whatever name they chose when I first heard it, I was going to go, yeah, because it's you're not accustomed to it. My entire life, your entire life, everybody on this planet, literally their entire life, it's been the Cleveland Indians. So as of, And by the way, this doesn't take effect until next season, right? Or at the end of this season. Right. Uh, but 
So now to, to refer to them to the as the Cleveland Guardians, I still have a little trouble with the Washington Wizards. Yeah. You know, because they were the Bullets, and that was changed for a very good reason. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. They also couldn't decide where they played, but that's another story for another time. Um, I, I'm not... I think they did the best they could in finding a symbol that was local enough that the people in Cleveland could kind of wrap their heads, their arms around it. These guardians of traffic, if you will. I did a little reading on it. Uh, and it, it, it's four pillars. There's eight of these guardians, four facing each way. They're all each holding a, a different form or mode of transportation. One has a, a horseless carriage, I'm a, a horse and carriage, another has an automobile from the 30s. I, I, I don't have in front of me what the others have, but I can see it from the local perspective. I'm sure everybody in Cleveland, once they heard Guardians, oh, that Guardians of the Trap, you know, on that, there's a bridge right by the stadium and, and leading to the stadium, and that's where these Guardians reside, which is not, you know, on a local level, yeah, I can, I can see it. And will we all get accustomed to it? Yes, we will. And, uh, I think it's, it's going to take a good 20 years. Well, for the, again, for those of us that have been around forever, yeah, I mean, it's the Cleveland Indians, who, by the way, uh, who who beat Cleveland for their first World Series, the quickest of any expansion team? The Florida Marlins. Yes, back when they were the Florida Marlins. And they played at Joe Robbie Stadium, which wasn't Joe Robbie Stadium at the time, but it will always be in my heart. Another story, another time. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to the Guardians. I kind of, I kind of like it. I'm glad they didn't go with some wacky name that ends in a Z, or uh, you know, a lot of people were pushing for Spiders, which was kind, of, which was like the original name of the franchise back in the day, and I, I just didn't. It, that sounds like some uh, new league kind of name. Uh, the Municipals, you wind up calling them the Munis, and, and the Mets have already kind of, kind of grabbed onto that. You know, mm-hmm. the official name of the New York Mets, it's the New York Metropolitan Metropolitans, ba- yeah. Baseball Club. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think about it? Because that's your neck of the woods. Your twins are in the same division with them. Well, I think they could have went, uh, they could have uh, went with a couple different names. I mean, you could have played a little homage to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, maybe called them the Cleveland Fenders. Mm. Uh, I, I heard I heard spiders bandied about a little bit. I did that was uh, spiders was an early leader. Yeah, um, I guess probably because I've never stepped foot in Cleveland. I don't uh, I don't know where where the what he's just said as far as the local perspective. I would have never in a million years no. would have that me, name. Me either. But again, it's more of a local thing. Not because who who is it that they really got to sell this name to? Not you and me. They got to oh, sell this. True. They got to sell this to the locals, because that's who's going to buy the merch. That's who's coming out to the games. Oh, you're going to have your jerks next year on opening day, with their banners that say Indians, and uh, they'll always, you know, some people are just not going to accept the fact that we have to move on. Same thing with the football team. And let's face it, kids and kittens, the Braves, the Chiefs, at some point, they're all going to have to make make the same kind of change, like it or not. 
and I, I think the Kansas City people are probably smart enough. they they're already got something very quietly in the background. I'm sure they've been uh, test driving names and, and all that. And I think within a couple of years, you'll see the Chiefs rebrand themselves. Uh, the Braves. You're probably right. I, I, the Braves, I heard in Atlanta, there's a, a petition. Uh, going uh, forward, as far as to changing the uh, the name of the Braves, I think that will. I think that'll go before the Chiefs. Could be, could be. Uh, it could very well be. And I think we are at a point in human history, in the history of this country, that look, being a chief is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I'm the chief. I'm you know, I'm the top of the pile, but. On the other, on the other hand, do I want a, a sports team called the uh, the, the, the Mil- Milwaukee Caucasians? I, I'm not so sure. You know, the New York Negroes. It's just not. Well, but but now here's the thing, and I'm just playing devil's advocate because, quite frankly, I have no out. I have no true outrage here, so I'm not. Okay, but. Uh, of somebody with with the last name of Shannon of Irish uh, uh, heritage, uh, why why should I think it's okay for the Boston Celtics and their dopey looking leprechaun looking uh, logo? Well, well, now the logo I can see I I can definitely see the problem. I can definitely see the problem if you want to make a problem of it. But then yeah, again, well, that's it. I don't want to make a problem. Of it. Yeah, but remember they're in Boston. I trust you. The Irish don't give a flying red spot as long as they're winning. That's all they care about. They don't care. Two licks about that about that guy in the vest with the basketball. I promise you that. I promise you. Yeah, there you go, Don Allen. Thanks, thanks for joining us, Don. Uh, yeah, that's what it would be. And look again, you have to sell this more to the locals than anything else. And uh, look. Uh, some franchises over the sports leagues have very interesting backstories for their names. How many people know that the Dodgers got their name? They were originally the Brooklyn Trolley Dodgers. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you used to have to dodge the trolleys and all that. Uh, why are the L.A. Lakers the L.A. Lakers? John, you know this one. Well, jeez, that's... Geez. There's no lakes in L.A. What's <laughs> up with that? That's right, there's not. They used to be in the franchise, for those who don't know, the franchise used to be in Minneapolis. Lando. And that was perfect, perfect, perfect sense to be called the yep. Minneapolis Lakers. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, the and, and the one you really, if you're not familiar, and they've been there a long time now, the Utah Jazz. Why are they the Utah Jazz? Well, because they the franchise started out in New Orleans, and when they moved, uh, there was a problem with it was a timing issue I, I i remember reading about this and they couldn't get the name changed in time so they just went with the utah jazz it was only supposed to be like for a season and it just stuck and they never they never changed it it makes absolutely zero sense uh you know in utah but you know so but that's a nickname that that's a benign nickname jazz that that's music and that's all fine and well and Look, I think we're I think we're making good progress here, and we're going to be fine until the animals start complaining. 
you know, until the Eagles have a problem with it and the uh, Falcons and, you know, and, and all that. As, uh, the Bears. As long as the Bears are fine, we're fine. I, I, here's one that always got me. I was always under the impression that the word Canuck was an insult to Canadians. Apparently it's not. They named the hockey team after it. Speaking of naming hockey teams, I, right now I'm, I'm just kind of getting used to the Seattle Kraken. I still don't really... I'm maybe down the line I'll be okay with it, but again, it's not me that they're marketing to. It's the fine folks in Seattle. By the way, they had a great turnout for their expansion draft the other night. I, I watched the the first half hour of it, and these people are going, "Wow!" They sold out all the season tickets in twelve minutes. I've always said Seattle needed needed an NHL presence. I couldn't understand why the NHL hadn't been there. I understand they had other markets they wanted to tap into and. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Uh, and, and good. Now it's thirty-two teams. Well, uh, but yeah, that's a name that's gonna t- that's gonna take a little bit for me to. Uh... You know, I feel sorry for the uh, Vancouver franchise because there were people that were going uh, back and forth uh, from uh, Seattle to Vancouver to right watch uh, watch the Canucks play. But uh, well, you know, this is kind of the same thing when they moved a baseball team back into Washington. You know, where they're for the longest time, the the Orioles uh, were the local team for everybody in that area. And then you move the the Nationals in, and the Orioles didn't like it at first, but uh, hey, they've managed to make do. So, well, but you have to keep in mind when the Orioles first showed up, the Senators were there. When the Orioles showed up from St. Louis, by the way, the old St. Louis Browns. Now there's Browns. a be- there's a benign nickname if I ever heard one. Browns, Blues, you know mm-hmm. the Reds and, and all that. Uh, and again, some team nicknames make sense. Look, if I was aware of this stuff in 1962, when the Mets first came around, and I mean, the the, the Metropolitan name is not hidden by any any stretch of the imagination imagination but i can imagine at first hearing well they're they're really the new york metropolitans well that's a mouthful but of course we all got past it and uh uh oh the technical team is going to hear from me uh and all that just going back to seattle uh I, i i can't wait till they seattle plays their first game their first home game in the crack house <laughs> it's coming it's bound to happen folks oh yeah oh yeah well you know it, it, it's kind of like well this happens every year now well with regular scheduling since they uh since the uh, uh san jose sharks came into the league it's west side stories jets and the sharks oh no then the winnipeg jets moved and uh but they're back now yeah it's west side story jets and the sharks Da-na-na-na-na. So anyway, uh, getting back to Cleveland, I'm not unhappy with the name. I I, I think they had, whatever road they chose, there's going to be a bumpy path. I think Guardians will down the line will just fit in just fine. You're going to have your announcers slipping up every now and again. Happened last season in football. When uh, when the Washington team was playing, the announcers would slip up and refer to them as the Redskins. Now there there was a name that needed to go. I I, I mean you you don't have to be uh, 
you know, you just got to be aware of the planet, just aware to know that is a shockingly racist name. Again, different culture back in the day. Okay, we get it. We've we've evolved. We've moved on. And uh, I can't think of off the top of my head any other team names that, uh, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I, I'm still getting used to the name Panthers for the hockey team. Uh, for the Florida Panthers. I never really, I didn't dislike the name when we got the team. I've never been in love with the name. Uh, I know why they picked that name. Because the Florida Panther is a real thing. I've actually seen one in person. There's not many of them left. It's it's an actual thing. Um, they they live in the Everglades and all that. And uh, we also had the Marlins, which I I think was apropos for the for the uh, for the area. Big game. That was big game fish and all, and all that. And by the way, I firmly believe that they should have been the Miami Marlins all along. Yeah. Uh, you you've got your major metropolitan area. Although at first they didn't play in Miami, they played just on the borderline between the two counties. They were literally halfway between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Um, and I was kind of happy when they, when they changed the name to the Miami Marlins. Uh, they got a real they got their own stadium downtown on the side of the old Orange Bowl. And don't get me wrong, Joe Robbie Stadium, where the Dolphins play, it's a fantastic facility. It really is. I've seen baseball there, football concerts. If you are ever in the area and you have a chance to go, I mean, it's like 25 years old now, something like that. Maybe a lot more. Maybe it might be 30. I saw, I saw Marlins game at, uh, at Joe Robbie. Did you now? Yeah. Yeah, it, I did. It wasn't the most comfortable place to watch a game, depending on where you were sitting, because the seats are oriented for football. For Kind of like the Metrodome. Yeah, you had to turn your head depending on, on where you were. But as far as everything else, all the amenities and whatnot, beautiful place. It's uh, Parking wasn't bad, but uh, of course the Dolphins were already there when I got there. So uh, The Heat, I always liked. I always liked the name The Heat. That was a good name. I thought it was a little too on the nose, but, you know, a little too on the stereotypical side. The... the at the time, the first couple of years the franchise was there, there was a joke, you know, the joke going around the area. And you would always get the tourists with this if you were talking to them about the, you know, the team. Oh, no, they're going to change the name of the team next year. Really? Yeah, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. I would say it was a good joke. <laughs> that's, a very that's a very specific joke. You have to be in a very specific conversation. To uh to get that one <laughs> past the plate. <laughs> I think I've done done enough damage for the moment, don't you? Oh, you got all kinds of time to damage yet. <laughs> well, your twins will you be know, play, playing the Guardians next year, and uh, life will be. Fun. You know, I I, I can't. Uh, I can't necessarily say that uh, it's it's a bad thing. I guess. Oh, I it's mean, not. It, it's just it's just gonna it's just going to take a little time to get used to it. That's I, it. I do. It, it's funny when it came to the Indians. I didn't necessarily mind the name as much as I hated that goofy 
Chief Wahoo? Chief Wahoo. Now that, if you want to talk about an insulting <laughs> logo, insulting logo to uh, go no to, further. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, it does not get any worse than that. Well, I'll tell you the one one team name that that well they they've altered it, but it really really ticked me off at the time. When the Panthers came into the NHL, they came in with uh, with Anaheim, and the reason those teams were awarded was because Disney and Wayne Huizenga said, "Oh yeah, we're interested in hockey." Boom! N- NHL handed out franchise. These were billion, you know, huge corporations, and you know the Huizenga Corporation, and uh, he was the blockbuster video guy. By the way, if you're not familiar with Wayne Huizenga, but. Anaheim named their team, and I I was like, you've got to be kidding me. After a movie, after a movie, The Mighty Ducks. Don't get me wrong, it was a cute movie. You don't name your pro sports franchise. And even their logo originally was the same logo uh, that they used in the movie. Now they're just the Ducks. Now they're just the Ducks. And, and, and I, I just... It just bothered me, I and I don't know why. Not enough to, you know, really go on a rampage like for uh, eighteen minutes to kill some time on a on a poorly received radio show, but uh, I don't have eighteen minutes worth on that. But it just it just bugged the living daylights out of me. I am super glad you don't. <laughs> I I just I, I I'm still disappointed that. The Dallas Stars, I feel they should have changed the name completely. I am still bothered that the North Stars, I know it was the owner and all that, that the North Stars left Minnesota. If there was ever a, look, and by the way, I ain't crazy about the name Wild either. Uh, Neither am I. Yeah. I can't I, get my head around that team. I just, no. I really can't. No. Uh, but when I heard that they were moving to Dallas, I was like, first off, I hate Dallas. But that's neither here nor there. I, but I think they should have left those colors. They should have left that name. They should have left. And by the way, it, 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 if you're going to use the stars, why? I don't know. It just bugs me to no end. I, I feel they should have kept the North Star on there. Maybe they did it first on on the logo. But I thought it was one of the coolest logos ever. Uh, with with the uh, N with the with the North Star. I I I I thought it was a great name, the North Stars. I thought it was a great name. Yeah. Um, what was funny about that? I don't know if you knew this or not, but the North Stars actually, for a couple of seasons before the move, actually uh, uh, their logo, their on their jersey, on their on their sweaters, changed. It went to Stars. Stars. Yes, I, I do remember that. So I'm wondering if there wasn't something already kind of, uh, kind of sort of in the works. Well, again, Maybe, there's a there's a whole backstory green, to there's a whole backstory. Uh, uh, might have been in the sack, kind of been in the background. Might have been what pushed him out the door. But, uh, right, the owner. There was a whole backstory with the owner, and I, off the top of my head, I don't recall what it was. I don't know if it was about a new arena or I, I honestly, I don't know, but I know he, 
essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, didn't he essentially pull a Baltimore Colts and, and kind of sneak out? Maybe not actually sneak out, but said one thing and then wound up doing something else? No, I think it was pretty straight. Uh, okay. They knew they were, gonna, they knew they were going. And it, oh, uh, they did know they were going. Yeah, it, 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 oh man, you want to talk about breaking some hearts in this oh, area? I'm sure. In, I don't know. Personally, as, as, as a kid, we, uh, we actually had a WHA franchise. <laughs> so do we. Uh, I, I love, I, I loved, it was the Minnesota Fighting Saints. Uh huh. And I loved go, cause, we could walk. We would, and half the time we could walk to the arena to uh, go see uh, uh, the old St. Paul Civic Center. We go, go there, and uh, tickets were cheap, and it, it was it was a lot of lot of fun. It, it, uh, uh, I don't think I ever went to a North Stars game as a kid. Huh. Went to a couple in when I was a little older, but right. never never went to them as a kid. I went to one uh, New York Golden Blades game. And I had won tickets or something, and there was nobody there uh, because we had the Rangers. Uh, but now, now, didn't that that name continued on uh, with, with the minor league ball club, uh, the Fighting the Saints, the Saint Paul Saints? The Saint Paul Saints actually have been a uh, in in baseball history through uh, different leagues and whatnot, even before the Twins came to. Uh, uh, came to town. There was always somewhere the St. Paul Saints. Okay. It was, uh, Probably in St. Paul. Uh, well, you know, that's a possibility. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about people still being upset about a franchise leaving? There are still people around that are upset over the Dodgers and the Giants leaving. John, that happened a year before I was born. Mm-hmm. I mean, these folks be old, but... Uh, or their kids are still upset about it because they listen to, you know, dad gripe about it their whole life. There are still people here in New York that holding out hope that the Dodgers are coming back to Brooklyn. <laughs> what, what, do you know what the story is behind yeah, that? I, why, I why do. They move? Branch Rickey was the owner of the Dodgers. He was looking for a new stadium. Actually, the uh, he proposed building a dome. It would have been the very first dome uh long story short as has happened in many 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 cities he got a lot of pushback from the city he didn't get i think and i could be wrong i would have to double check on this i believe he was willing to pay for all a part of it uh, th- there was some massive disagreement uh I think it was uh, he was even willing to go to Queens when in what now became the site for Shea Stadium eventually. Of course, the people of Brooklyn didn't want that. They didn't want to lose their Dodgers. When it became obvious that he wasn't going to get what he wanted, he talked Horace Stoneman, the then owner of the Giants, into going out west with him. You know, uh and setting up shop in San Francisco, which, of course, they did. Uh, If you're not aware, the New York Mets colors, uh, the blue and the orange, the blue is Dodger blue, and the orange is from the uh, New York York Giants. Giants. 
when you see the when you see the Giants play the Mets, look, you'll see the same colors. That that uh, uh, yeah, and so that that and then that led to the uh, this close forming of the Continental Baseball League, uh, which was going to have a franchise in New York. Where where do you hear this list of cities? Let me see if I can do it off the top of my head. It was New York. It was uh, Dallas. Well, let me put it this way. There were eight cities. And seven of the cities now have MLB franchises. Uh, sure. And the only one that hasn't was Buffalo. Buffalo was going to get a... Uh, the fellow who was in charge of that was a guy by the name... A lawyer by the name of William Shea, who eventually had Shea Stadium named after him because they he got... Major League Baseball saw what was happening. And while they had had uh, franchise relocations, they had never expanded. They had never expanded. Well, they expanded. Then they Major League Baseball expanded in 1961 with the, uh, with the Angels and the new Senators. The Washington Senators moved to Minnesota, and then a new expansion franchise was put in, in uh, Washington, D.C. Meanwhile the Los Angeles Angels came into existence because now the American League needed a presence on the West Coast. The NL was out there. So with all that was going to happen with the Continental Baseball League, going into markets that, quite frankly, Major League Baseball was ignoring uh, in a lot of cases. So they came to an agreement. Uh, MLB agreed to... Actually, no, that was part of the deal was the, was the Angels and all that. They agreed to expand by a number of teams. Uh, one of the expansions was 1961 in the American League, 1962 in the uh, National League with the formation of the New York Metropolitans and the Houston Colt 45s. Yeah, then they played outdoors in the sweltering Texas heat before the Astrodome was built. Uh, Shea Stadium opened, I believe, in 1964, named after William Shea. And then the conclusion of all that was 1969 when both leagues, for the only time, both leagues expanded. There was a four-team expansion. You had San Diego and Montreal in the National League and um, Kansas City and and Seattle in the American League for their one year. Uh, Seattle had their own problems. They moved. They relocated to Milwaukee where... The owner was Bud Selig. Yeah. Nitwit that he is. Uh, never should have been commissioner of baseball. He was a used car salesman. He showed it every time he opened his mouth. I, I hate him and Gary Bettman, the commissioner of, of the NHL. Don't get me started. David Stern, I was no fan of in the NBA. Uh, I like Pete Rozelle, though. Uh, so that's that's basically where, where that all uh, fell down. And, of course, there's been some real... Uh, there's been a couple of expansions since uh, Colorado, uh, South Florida, Tampa, and Arizona. You know, all markets that, although surprisingly, I, I'm, I'm shocked the Marlins are still there because uh, well, every time they get good, whoever owns the team sells off players. I mean, after 93, when we won the World Series, they literally sold off most of the team. The following year, there are people who are trying to move uh, uh, the Rays out of uh, Tampa. Well, have you ever seen that stadium? 
Oh my God, that's I've I've watched a game in that stadium. Yeah. I've never set foot inside, but I've been driven by it. And this was twenty oh, years ago when it was still relatively new. It's a pit. I know it's a pit. Horrible. That was that stadium was built not for the Rays, but for hopefully uh, getting another team to move there. They went after the Giants, the White Sox, you name it, and Tampa was the. Say again. They went after the Twins too. Yeah, but but every team that that wanted a new stadium would say, "Well, we'll just move to Tampa," and Tampa never got a team. But people used it to, as a threat. Oh, they're ready. They got a stadium in Tampa. We can be playing there tomorrow. Oh, oh, wait a second. We'll uh, we'll rethink this. Now Tampa has their own. Uh, there's talk about splitting Tampa's time between Tampa and Montreal. I think it's a poor idea. I That's think it's a, a stupid idea. I, I I do. You're 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 shortchanging both sets of fans. And not just the fact that I despise French Canadians and all they stand for. Uh, it's really not that at all. Well, it's a little bit that. Well, for one, for one thing, they they tried that whole. The last time that I remember, they tried splitting a franchise. Uh, was back I was familiar with when they uh, when the NBA expanded to the uh, Kansas City Omaha Kings. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, to my knowledge, that was the only major franchise that the city of Omaha, Nebraska, has ever had. Uh, you would, you're kind of su- surprised that they had it then. Yeah, split, splitting a franchise against, uh, it, that's just, like, baseball has its own problems. It's got to understand its limitations, and it doesn't. I'm sorry, you can't keep paying people $100 million a year. Okay, except the fact that you are no longer America's sport and, you know, changes have to be made. Look, I'm thrilled that interleague play is now just a part of the regular schedule and it's no longer, oh, it's interleague week. And, you know, now it's just a part of the schedule. And that's great. And, and, you know, let's let's do away with all that. Uh, A couple of things. The payroll's got to come down. Uh, You've got to make the people want to come to the game because it, there is a baseball is a, I'll tell you one thing they need to do stop playing goddamn music every two seconds every time somebody stops to scratch their ass <laughs> seriously the, it bugs me if I'm watching a game I'm there okay it, it's the third out let's 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 talk about what happened no you can't you got music blasting and contesting games and whatnot Real, ba- I, I understand they don't have to do this for real baseball fans. And they're just trying to get asses in the seats. And I understand that. But you know what? As a kid, I would go to ball games. Look, I was fortunate. I had Yankee Stadium. I had Shea Stadium. You go to the ball game. You get your scorecard. I learned how to keep score. Yeah. And you watch the ball game. And you ask questions and you talk and, you you know... People around you would, you know, you know, hey, look at the hey kid, did you see that? Did you see that? You know, look for this. Watch. He's got why watch his left hand. That means he's gonna steal. You know, you pick up all this stuff. And but now you can't do that because I'm not saying there's no place for in stadium entertainment. There certainly is. But it doesn't have to be 
every stoppage of play. It doesn't have to be in between every pitch. The sounds of the ballpark are exquisite. Exquisite. Hearing the players going back and forth with each other. The crack of the bat. Just just the ambiance of being in, in a stadium with 20,000, 30,000 people. You know, and, and, and I miss that. I really, truly miss that. There's got to be, we've got to strike a balance where the stadium experience is not an overblown orgy of, of the ears. It's just, it just annoys me, which is why I haven't been to a game in years. I just want to sit, watch, have a beer and a hot dog and watch the game. That's all. Put up interesting stuff on the, on the message board. I'm your boy. I will watch that message board through the whole game. Okay. You want to play a little trip, play a little trivia game in between innings. I get that. I'm, I'm cool with that. But we've got to change the in-stadium experience. You've got to start leaning back towards the baseball fan. You have to turn people into baseball fans and and not the fact and not bemoaning the whole game that to take their two kids to the game and the wife you're with food and all that, you're shelling out four or five hundred dollars. That cannot be and that's not a, a baseball experience. And, oh no, no, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. So listen, let's do a little uh, let's do a little uh, housekeeping here with uh, for what's going to happen in a couple of weeks. What's going to happen in a couple of weeks? Three, three, three weeks. Um, as I've I've said before, Granny Annie and the crew are going to be going to Florida. Uh huh. The week they're they're leaving on the uh, the twelfth uh, Thursday the twelfth. You know, these are the kind of conversations I, I would like to have off air, but you go ahead. Well, but no, but I want to have this conversation because. Okay, make it uh, quick. Well, uh, I am going to be take. I'm going to be taking off for Kansas City. Excellent. On on Friday the thirteenth. Excellent. Bring an extra. Bring an extra microphone. Have uh, the Texas Bill meet you there. I don't know if I don't know if I want it. I I don't know. I I was thought I thought about that. Thought about having Bill meet me, but there's a lot of stuff I want to do while I'm there. All right, all right. And it's just it's gonna bore the tears out of anybody else. And that's I didn't say why. I didn't say just for the day. Just show up, do the show with you. That's all. That's all I'm interested in. I'm not asking you two to get engaged and skip around town, plan on buying curtains or whatnot. Hell no. Just uh, do the show. <laughs> It's going to be interesting, though, because right now Missouri is one of the top five states as far as uh, the virus is concerned. But guess what? I'm vaccinated. Yeah, you are. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in here to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. For Red Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. Oh, I got the money. See ya!